Bibles to 2 Corinthians this morning. 2 Corinthians 5 uh, is where we're going to start at. And uh, uh, just uh, glad to be back with you, Aaron Springs. Uh, had a wonderful time uh, here a few weeks ago. Um, and uh, just getting to meet you guys and uh, see God working in you. Uh, what a blessed time and worship we've had this morning. And uh, so before we actually get in uh, to the Word, and I know you guys love to uh, praise God, and you also love to honor Him. Uh, so uh, let's read 2 Corinthians 5.10. If you'd stand together with me, we'll read this in honor of His Word. And let's back up to verse 9. It says, So whether we are at home or away, We make it our aim to praise Him. All God's people said? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Father God, we just come before you this morning, uh, praising your holy name, giving you glory. And Father, as, as we meet, we ask that your Holy Spirit would fill this room and uh, uh, teach us uh, what it is that you want us to receive this morning. God, we are so thankful for your word. We're so thankful for your life. Uh, and what you have given to us is a promise of salvation for every person who would choose to accept it, God. So we thank you for that. And we praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. How many of you enjoyed high school? All right, this is answer participation. It's okay, raising your hands. Good, good job, good job. A few people over there like it. How many of you did not like high school? All right. See, I wasn't going to leave you guys out. I knew there was a few others. Depending on who you talk to, high school was either a fun, enjoyable time experience or not so much. You were ready for it to get, get over with. Uh, it's all right. Now, for me, uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, high school. I, I think I told you guys before that I grew up in Fort Cobb, Oklahoma, just over a little ways. Just uh, follow the uh, you know, Washita River that way. You'll find it. Um, and anyway, we're a little bit smaller than Lindsay, Aaron Springs area, uh, small town, uh, good folks, uh, a small uh, a school. Uh, we didn't, we didn't even, we were so small, we didn't even have football. Everybody say, oh, okay. Yeah, that's how sad we are. Uh, but it was a good school. Had good, I graduated with 23 people. And uh, we consolidated my senior year with Broxton, uh, which really increased the numbers of my graduating class. Instead of 20, I had 23. So (laughs) that's how small Broxton was. So, but anyway, it was a good experience for me. Now, even though we just had 23 people in my class, I was not even close to being the valedictorian or salutatorian or any of that. I know, I, and, and you guys have to listen to me this morning. Uh, but I, I, I don't know if you've ever heard, but I had a, uh, a learning disability called uh, dyslexia. And so that may, it, uh, not that I, I was a terrible student, it's just I, it took me longer to read everything and, and do everything. So, th- so I really became a lazy student. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to be at the top of the class uh, with, with all of that, so, uh, so I just, I did, I did the minimum, 
all right? Has anybody here ever just done the minimum? I, 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 that's why I love you guys. You're, you're, you're honest, all right? So we, we, that's why we gather together like this. Uh, but I, I learned in school that, uh, you know, a lot of times the teachers would be teaching us all these different things, uh, but only certain stuff was going to be on the test, all right? All right? Uh, you know, if the teacher said, this is really important, it's probably going to be on the test, then I, I kind of perked up and started listening. You know, if they didn't say that, then I was checked out, just to be honest. But if they said it was going to be on the test, I knew I better get in gear and get ready to, to handle it. Because at the end of the nine weeks, the end of the semester, there's going to be a test, and that test is going to be most of the grade, and the most of the grade is going to go to whether you pass or fail, right? Now, a little bit different when we start talking about spiritual aspects. See, people don't realize that there's going to be a test at the end. And the test at the end is about how we have lived our lives. Everything that we have done good, everything that we have done bad is going to be judged by God, all right? Now, a lot of people don't like to talk about God and judgment, especially nowadays. But remember, we're friends here this morning, and we're going to tell each other the truth, right? At the end of our lives, there's going to be a test. And that test is going to be how we lived our lives and what we did in those moments of these lives for God. So as we look at this, uh, this passage this morning, now I want to take you over to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, looking at verse 18. But we will all with veiled faces... That's referring to Moses coming down off of the mountain after being with God and God giving him the Ten Commandments. Moses came down off that mountain, and, and how was his face? Do you remember? Is anybody? Hey, we just had Easter here a couple weeks ago. Uh, did anybody watch the Ten Commandments? <laughs> All right. The Shekinah glory. He had, he, his face was, was glowing in radiance after being with God so much that it disturbed the people. And they asked him to put a veil on. So he veiled his face. So, so when he had veiled his face, uh, that's what, 2 Corinthians 3, 18, but we with, with veiled faces, but we with veiled faces behold the reflecting like a mirror the glory of the Lord. What is the purpose of our life. Why has God created us? What is the purpose of, of God creating us in this, in His image in this time to be here today uh, at this moment? The purpose is for Him to transform us to His same likeness, His glory to shine upon us. That is the purpose in which God has, has made us. You, you were made in God's likeness. Did you know that? That's how much God uh, cared about you and thought about you, that he made you exactly in his likeness. Now, we are in this, uh, this, this uh, state 
of imperfection. Uh, and we are in these, these bodies that uh, have been corrupt, corrupted. Uh, we are people that are prone to wander from God and we are prone to go to sin. Amen? That's truth. That's who we are. But God has created us to be perfect. That is why we have the capability to love. That is why we have the, 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 the motion to go forward, the, the desire to go towards the light. That is, that is why we want to be right. That's why God uh, has given us a capability of being holy. You know, I was thinking about this and uh, it reminded me of a glove. All right, I brought a glove this morning. And this glove has got rubber on it that you can really tell that there are four fingers right there and a thumb, right? Everybody see that? That's a good glove, right? That, now, that glove uh, has been made and, and perfected to be used. But if, if I come over here and I try to pick up this cup down here with this glove, that that's not working. What? Why aren't you working, glove? Why, why can't you pick up that? I mean, you have four fingers and a thumb. Why can't you pick up that cup? Anybody tell me why? That glove is worthless unless it's got the hand in it. You think? <laughs> You're right, brother. Man, that glove works. That glove was filled with my hand and it picked up that cup. It gave me a good drink of water. It refreshed my soul. And that cup is just like us. We were made in the image of God for a purpose. But honestly, we are worthless. We are useless. When we're talking about eternity, if we're not filled with God. If we're not filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, then all we're doing is futile. God has made us for the purpose, and that purpose is, is to be like a glove, to, uh, for the, the Spirit to fill us and to use us to shine His glory. The question this morning is, have you found your true purpose? Uh, do you know what true purpose is? And you cannot find your true purpose until you find salvation. You cannot know your true movement in life without knowing the one who made you, who brings you to this place. You cannot know your full purpose unless you're reflecting what He has called you to do. I, I ask a, a lot, 
and, and we're talking about this, and I ask a lot of people about this. this uh, what, what are we seeing? What are we seeing? And, I, and I've talked to several people this morning about, uh, you know, the state of our world and where we're at and, and, and things like that and where it's going and what's happening and, and, and why things are the way that they are. It's because there's a lot of people in a lot of churches around the, our land that come to church and are good people but aren't reflecting, aren't being used, aren't being filled by the glory of God. There's an attitude, a difference in attitude between a person who has surrendered their life to God and a person who's just trying to make it. People who think, I... I, I, I came forward one day and uh, I said that I love Jesus and I got baptized the next week and occasionally I come to church. And a person, and I was talking to a lady this morning, a person whose, whose uh, life was in the gutter, they went down the wrong path, they ended up in prison. And then God got a hold of them and they changed their life. And then from there on out, they could not keep the word of God out of their mouths. They could not stop telling other people about the goodness and love of God. And we'll see that later. But, but there's a difference in our attitude. There's an attitude of being filled with the Holy Spirit, letting God in, in, uh, invoke you and, and use you, and, and Him being all over you, Him radiating through you. When, when people see you, they see that there's something different about you, and that something different about you is the Holy Spirit of God. And then oh, those others that just come to fill a spot. Man, I don't want to fill a spot. Who wants to come and fill a spot? How boring is that? Man, I want God to, to use me. I, th this world is, is, is literally going to hell. Amen? Amen? We cannot afford an attitude of not doing anything about that. So our 2 Corinthians 5 passage, for, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may make recompense for the deeds of the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. The question is this morning, uh, my friends, is this, are, are you ready to appear before that judgment seat? Are, are you ready for that final exam? Uh, every soul will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. Every soul will appear before Him. You know, uh, you know, God gets a bad rap sometimes. You, 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 you all seen it. Uh, the pictures of uh, of God the Father, right? Uh, what what do they look like? They look like a old man, right, with long white hair, with this big beard, like just like a, a giant Santa Claus or something. 
Okay, and he's sitting on his throne, and he's he's got like a, a lightning bolt in one hand, and he's ready to judge. Right, that that's the picture that the world has of God. All right. Well, I don't know if you know this, but but God the Father doesn't judge anybody. Did you know that? John five twenty two, the Word of God tells us that the Father judge, judges not. But he has given judgment to the Son in order that, that they may honor the Son even as they honor the Father. God the Father is not judging anybody. It's Jesus that we have to give the, the account of our lives to, and he is the judge. Jesus himself is the judge over us, over every person that has lived a life in this planet. And there are two categories of people that he is judging. He's judging the saved and he's judging the lost. The saved and the lost will all appear before him at that certain time. And depending on what you have done in your life, you'll give an account for him. The lost will appear before him uh, in what is called the great white throne judgment. Have you heard of that? Revelations 20, and if you have your Bible, we'll turn over there, we'll, we'll read that. Revelations 20 is the great white throne judgment depicted uh, at the end um, as Satan and his followers will be thrown into the lake of fire and uh and god ends this the 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 book of uh what we have now before he starts something fresh that we don't know exactly what eternity will look like yet but revelations 20 uh, looking at verse 11 says this then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it, from his presence earth and sky fled away. No place was found for them. I saw the dead and the great and the small standing before the throne, and the books were open, and, and another book was open, which the book of was the book was, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in its books according to what they had done. And the sea gave up its dead and who were in it. And death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And, and then they were judged, each one of them, according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. As a believer, as a, uh, a person that God has spoke to and and touched my life and, and uh, brought me to uh, repentance and, and I asked for forgiveness and, 
And I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior. Uh, as a person uh, had done that, and God totally changed their lives. I am confident in my salvation. I know the Word of God says those, for those that love Him, nothing can snatch them out of His hand. I, 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 I'm not perfect in any, uh, any way. I fail daily. But my sins are forgiven. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ made upon the cross for me and my belief and my trust in Him. There are people in our world today that hate God will blatantly say it. They will shake their fist at God and, and curse Him out. They'll blatantly say there is no God. You're a fool if you believe in God. But then there's others that, you know, they kind of like God. They'll even listen to Christian music or uh, Christian television. They may even come to church every once in a while. And there's a lot of people that have a mentality that one of these days I'm going to give my life to Christ. But the scriptures clearly say that it doesn't matter if you totally reject God by hating Him and cursing Him or if you passively just say, one day I'll think about that. By not giving your life to Jesus Christ, you are rejecting God. By not giving your life to Christ, you're turning yourself into a situation where you're handing yourself, your life, into a righteous, holy, just God. So God has clearly made a way for every single person to be saved. Jesus Christ's sacrifice upon the cross is good for everybody. Amen. But those who reject Him, the Bible says, are condemned already. See, there, there are two births and there are two deaths. And depending on how you live your life, you're going to encounter three of the four. See, we, how many of you are, have been born? <laughs> Every hand should go up, all right? I, 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 I'm not a, a tough teacher. I, my, my tests are, are simple, all right? We're here today because we've been born. We have that physical birth. But the Bible also says that there's a second birth, right? The second birth comes when somebody believes in God. The second birth comes when somebody puts their trust and their hope in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The second birth comes when somebody sincerely does that and their life is changed. Amen? Yeah. 
But then there's two deaths. There's the, that physical death that we'll all have to face. All right? I'm not looking forward to that one. But then there is the spiritual death. For every person who does not trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says they will face that second death. And that second death will be a separation for God for eternity in a place called the lake of fire. And that's not fun to talk about, but it's true. There's so many people heading towards that second death, and they really don't even realize it. God has created us and given us a purpose to show them the truth. Our purpose is to reflect God. Just like Moses coming down off that hill and the radiance of God was upon him, are we radiating God and the presence of God in our lives? Do people realize when you talk to them that there is something different about you? Do people in this community know that when they talk to you, when they see you coming, that, that there is a godly person, a person who loves Jesus Christ is coming to talk to them, that there is love in your heart for them because not because you are a great person, but because Jesus Christ is your Lord. God has put us here today for a reason and a purpose, and that purpose is to reflect and glorify Him. And we're either doing that or we're not doing that. And if we're not doing that, there's going to be a, a test for that too. See, the, the second Corinthians passage that we, we, we started with, see, that's not the great white throne judgment. That's, that's Christ's judgment seat. Uh, the, the, in Greek, that's all one word right there, and it means, it, it's called the Bema seat. All right? Have you heard about the Bema seat? All right, the Bema seat is, is something really, really cool. And the Greeks, they, they would come, and after a battle or something, or somebody had done something good in, 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 in uh, the countryside, the magistrate would bring them to a raised platform, and they would uh, reward them with something, usually a wreath or something expensive that showed everybody that they, that they were giving honor to that person. You know, we see that is, uh, nowadays in the Olympics or, or something like that, where, uh, or at track meets. Uh, when, we, when somebody wins, when the athlete wins, we, we raise them up. We got the first place and the second place, third place there, and we give them the medal upon them, Right? Well, the judgment seat of Christ is this, is that on that day, after, after the great white throne judgment, all those things that happened, Jesus is going to gather all of us who, who believe in him together, and we are going to be presented upon that judgment seat. Rewards from how we lived our lives. Oh, what a day. 
I don't want anybody to miss that day. Hell and the fury and the separation of, of God is not meant for human beings. It's not meant for our brothers and sisters out there in the world. Forgiveness, grace, mercy, God is presented to the world. But He has called us to share that grace and mercy with them. One last thing, we'll close this morning. Have you ever, probably never heard of Billy Bray. If you have, you're really old. <laughs> Billy Bray was a miner who... Uh, turned his life over to Jesus Christ in 1823. He, uh, at the age of 29, before he turned his life over to Jesus Christ, he was a drunkard, uh, just a mean old cuss, and uh, totally lived his life uh, for the pleasures of the world and in and, 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 and Satan's presence. But after he received Jesus Christ, after he believed that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and gave his life to Jesus, he totally changed. In fact, he became uh, the person that went around and witnessed to everybody that he came in contact and shared with them the good news of Jesus Christ. In fact, they gave him a nickname. They gave him the nickname, here comes, not old Billy, but here comes God's glad man. <laughs> he so loved Jesus that he just couldn't wait to share Jesus Christ with everybody he met. Well, the story that Billy shared once was this, that he was digging potatoes in, in his garden and Satan started attacking him. Has Satan ever just started attacking you? And just a conversation, you, Satan, and God, and Satan's attacking you. Well, he's digging his potatoes, he's pulling his potatoes out, and, and he doesn't have a whole lot of potatoes, and some of them are real small, and, and Satan starts telling him, you know, Billy, <laughs> if God really loved you, he wouldn't give you potatoes that were so small. If God really loved you, he wouldn't give you so few potatoes, Billy. You know, God really doesn't love you, doesn't care about you, if that's all He's going to do for you. Billy's response was this, you know, Satan, I, I, I lived for you until I was 29 years old. And I remember everything that I did for you, you gave me nothing. And these potatoes may be small, they may be few, but God has given them to them and God multiplies them. And God's grace and His love and His mercy are so much more than you ever gave me anything. You know, we have a generation of people that are, are being, you know, did you know this, the fastest growing religion in America is Satanism? <laughs> what do we do in church? That Satanism is the quickest growing religion. 
We've got to share the love of God with everybody that we meet. We've got to be Jesus to everybody meet. Billy is quoted by saying this, I would rather be in hell with Jesus than in heaven without him. For hell with Jesus would seem just like heaven to me, and heaven without Jesus would seem like hell to me. What a Savior we have. What a friend we have in Jesus. Amen? We'd rather be in hell with Jesus than heaven without Him. Our lives are to reflect our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our lives are to be giving Him the glory. Our lives are to be filling ourselves with His glory and letting it radiate throughout our community from us. Will you do that today? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. And There may be somebody here today that honestly can just say, I, I've never truly given my life completely over to Jesus Christ. I have never fully changed. I'm just here. Maybe, you know, Satan's been talking to you and he's got, got you down and there's some things that you need to repent of today. That you've been saved. You know Jesus Christ and you know uh, the way that you should be living. Maybe today you need to just get some things right with him. But either way, whatever God's talking to you about this morning... Do not miss an opportunity to be obedient to His drawing. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today is the time to come. Profess, confess, and believe. Father, we thank You so much for this time. I, I praise Your holy name. Lord, You are God Almighty. In all Your glory, and You have... Uh, given us this life and you have made us in your image and yet we fail you but you still loved us you loved us so much that you gave us your son and lord he shed his blood upon the cross that if we believe in him that our sins would be blotted out lord how awesome you are so, Father, I pray that if there's somebody here today that has never trusted you in, in that way, has never given their life over to you, has never believed in you like that, but you are talking on their hearts, Lord, that they would pray, repent, and confess you as God today. If there's somebody here today that just needs to uh, get right with you, God, Lord, I pray that you would do that. Or we'll be up here in the, at the front if anybody needs um, counseling, God. Uh, but Lord, I pray that you would speak to each and every one of us in this time and draw us to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.